This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Harianto Diman. Welcome to The Straits Times, the big story podcast where we analyze key issues with our journalists and guest experts. The surge in cases has placed significant pressure on our public hospitals with 89% of isolation beds and 67% of ICU beds occupied. This strain is also why COVID-19 restrictions have been extended for four weeks. What is it like being in a ward dealing with the current burden on hospitals? Well, joining me is David Allen, an associate professor from the Infectious Diseases Translational Research Program at NUS's Yong Lulin School of Medicine. Now, he's also an infectious diseases clinician who cares for COVID-19 patients. Welcome to the show, Professor. Professor, tell us what is the situation in hospitals and the strain the healthcare system is under? situation in hospitals is is they're functioning uh they're doing the tasks uh, that are before them um there's a sense of camaraderie uh and purpose and uh those are those that's what's going on in the hospital it's certainly busy uh, but it's not busy with the usual activities that say would have gone on eight months ago and you know with regard to the strain that uh Minister Ong Kang mentioned yesterday. Could you paint us a picture of, of what that strain is that the healthcare system is under? The healthcare system is designed to care for all the usual needs of Singaporeans um, and those who access the hospitals, the day-to-day issues, uh, the issues that need to be that can be managed electively, and the issues that need to be managed urgently. So when there's uh, COVID that is utilizing more of the hospital resources, then efforts need to be focused toward addressing that. And some of the less urgent or elective items don't get handled quite so uh, rapidly, expeditiously. Professor, Minister Ong also mentioned that yesterday that there are currently 200 ICU beds for COVID-19 patients. He previously said that up to 1,000 beds can be made available Do you see a need to increase the number of beds uh, given the current situation? Well, it is a very fluid situation. There are steps that have been taken um, to try to mitigate uh, the current uh, uh, requirement for beds. um, And those things are trying to get people isolated, do the usual uh, social distancing, hand washing, uh, et cetera, and also taking care of patients that don't need to be in the hospital, either in their home or a facility outside the hospital. So it, it's hard for me to say, specifically the kinetics, I can see on the Ministry of Health website and in my own facility, the day-to-day fluctuations that occur uh, in, in the need for ICU beds. So do I see a, a need for the number of beds going up? Yes. Will it be 1,000? I don't know. Will it be 300? I don't know. Will it drop down to 150? I don't know. This is, this is the dynamic uh, uh, state of affairs as it is. And we need, we need to be flexible and, and able to respond quickly. Professor, let's talk about the current um, restrictions that have been extended. Do you think the continuing restrictions should be differentiated uh, to protect unvaccinated people, yet allowing more leeway for those vaccinated? That's an interesting question. Uh, Personally, from an infectious disease perspective, and I am an infectious disease physician, I would say yes, because I'd like, we we know uh, those steps, or we feel strongly those steps will decrease transmission. Uh, If uh, we know that people are being vaccinated, 
uh, decreases both their risk of developing severe disease and of uh, the subsequent uh, need for hospital care. We know that it decreases their chances of transmitting the virus to others. Um, and uh, so these measures are put in place to try to pre prevent them, number one, having a need for hospital care themselves, uh, and number two, transmitting it to others that subsequently might need uh, uh, care uh, in the hospital and, and, and increasing a demand on our resources. So I don't personally have a, or professionally have a problem uh, with this, particularly when um, increased transmission uh, will lead to, in those unvaccinated or those vulnerable, will in, in increase demand on our finite hospital and ICU resources. 18 deaths recorded yesterday, the highest in a single day. Now, all except one had underlying medical conditions. A professor say, I'm an elderly vaccinated patient but have medical conditions uh, what sort of factors would put me at the greatest risk of dying from COVID-19? Well there's a, a variety of, of situations we know that are associated with an increased risk of dying from uh, COVID-19. Number one is vaccination status. We know those who are vaccinated have an a significantly lower uh, risk of severe disease and death. We know that age correlates. Uh, the higher the age, the greater the risk of complication and death associated with COVID. We know a variety of other conditions. We know that males have a higher risk of severe disease than females. People with chronic conditions, as you mentioned, whether it's diabetes, cancer, or heart disease, uh, are at increased risk. So how you uh, weigh which one has more or less risk, uh, it kind of depends on how you, the, the, the groups you analyze. Uh, but uh, they all contribute. And in reality, most people have more than one in the sense I may be old and with diabetes. Well, thank you so much for your insights and your perspectives, Professor. I've been speaking with Associate Professor David Allen, NUS's Yonglu Lin School of Medicine. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.